This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Hey, Cody, that guy's a copper. What? He's a team man. I know him. His name is Fallon. Sure. Yeah, he pinched me four years ago. Don't go for your guns. A copper. A copper. How do you like that, boys? A copper, and his name is Fallon. <laughs> and we went for it. I went for it. Treated him like a kid brother. And I was going to split 50-50 with a copper. <laughs> Maybe they're waiting to pin a medal on him. Solid gold. Come on, get up. Get your hands up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A nice gold medal for the copper. Only maybe he's going to get it sooner than he thinks. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Patriots. There was a time in America where the criminals feared the police. Now, there are millions of citizens that are not criminals. Yes, they're not criminals, but they fear the police. What you heard was a clip from James Cagney back in the 30s when he was talking about copper. And this is how they labeled police. You're copper. Because they were against the criminals. And during that time frame, they had a lot of criminals that were going on throughout this great country of ours and challenging the police department but now everyday citizens do the same thing to protect and to serve that is the big topic for tonight the model of the Los Angeles Police Department, 1963, adopted this phrase to protect and serve. By the way, happens to be the same year that I was born. So think about that. 1963, Los Angeles, California, supported their police department because they were protecting and serving the citizens. Makes you think about it, right? Can the police department actually do the same job to protect and serve us as they did in 1963? Absolutely not. 
at least not in the cities. In my county, where I live in Alabama, they do protect and serve. Massively defunded Austin police officers stop responding to non-emergency calls. How in the world is a citizen going to determine if it's not an emergency call? To them, every time that they have been encroached through theft, criminals, or whatever, is an emergency to them. And that's why the police department was trained and geared to take care of all of these instances. And this is what the Austin Police Department has decided that they need to do because they're short-staffed. I wonder why. Because they've been defunded. And there's a reason behind that. Think about what I'm going to tell you. There's a reason why this administration and this globalist people want to defund the police. We'll talk about that later. So this is from law enforcement today. Everything that I'm going to present to you today, other than from a clip in Fox News in Austin, is from this website. And if you go to this website, these are police officers that are telling you the truth of incidents that are happening that will never, ever be put on the mainstream media. Not on Fox News, nowhere. As far as the majority of this. And this is from Austin, Texas. With a staffing crisis adversely affecting the Austin Police Department and also being one year removed from the city's council, the city council, think about that, voted to defund the police budget by $150 million. Officials have announced that sworn police officers will no longer be responding to non-emergency calls. However, not all non-emergency calls will be devoid of some physical response as the Austin police officials have confirmed that certain calls may result in civilian police employees being dispatched, such as crime scene technicians for evidence collection purposes. Civilian police employees. They have no badge. They have no authority. But yet, they're the people that's going to be sent out. Starting in October, those reporting non-emergencies in Austin can expect to not see a swarm Austin police officer responding. Such instances would be reported burglaries that are not actively in progress or the suspect has left and or the vehicular collision not resulting in injury. In this instance and others like them, instead of Austin residents calling 911, they will be directed 
to another number called 311 to file a non-emergency report. So if somebody is coming into your house to steal from you, it is no longer an emergency. And they're going to direct you. <laughs> you got to laugh at this. They're going to direct you to a 311 number to report that your, your stuff is being stolen. And they're, they're not going to come out there. So this is from Fox 7 in Austin. And it's just a part of the clip that I'm going to play for you. But it gives you an idea directly from the police chief of what's going on. Property stolen from your business, burglary at your home, suspicious person in your neighborhood. Starting Friday, as long as the suspect is gone, the crime already committed, and there's no immediate threat to life or property, Austin police ask that you no longer call 911. What we ask that you do is to do to report those uh, over either over the phone by calling 311 or by doing it online at ireportaustin.com. Starting Friday, sworn officers will no longer respond to non-emergency calls, meaning the crime has already occurred and is no longer in progress. We will be, in some cases, uh, where possible, uh, dispatching our civilian property crime technicians, uh, for instance, if a piece of evidence needs to be collected. However, that will be uh, somewhat limited based upon the staffing considerations that we have in that area as well. Austin Police Chief Joseph Chacon says all reports gathered by 311 or online will still be given to investigators and will be followed up on when detectives are able to do so. I feel like in many areas, not just obviously in our, you know, our sworn officers on the street, but uh, with our property crime technicians in forensics and in our Austin uh, 311 call center, uh, we are experiencing staffing shortages. And so I think that, uh, you know, I'm going to ask for a little bit of patience. Uh, many times people do have to wait on hold uh, when they're calling 311 in order to make that report. Calls that will be considered non-emergencies include animal services, attempted theft of property, burglary of a residence, vehicle, or business, crashes that do not require a tow with no injuries as long as both parties have insurance, a license, and are not impaired, verbal disturbances, prostitution, a suspicious person or vehicle, and theft. If someone comes to your house and decide they're going to steal your car, you, you can't dial 911. Okay, it's, it's not an emergency. Because it's property that you own. And therefore, you need to just give it up. And then once you give up that property, then maybe this police department will send a civilian sometime down the road to investigate why your car was stolen. And by the time they get there, there's no fingerprints, there's no evidence, nothing. So I'm going to read to you a couple of articles from lawenforcementtoday.com that just re-energizes what is going on 
with not only the police department, but the fact that millions of citizens in this country can now commit crimes and not be held accountable. And if they are held accountable, more than likely, they're going to be let free because the jails are full or whatever words that these leftists want to use in response to why we can't hold criminals anymore. This is a good one. Man severely injures woman at Chicago Loop. So Chicago Loop is an area in Chicago. After being released by judge for similar attack. So he did this before. Now, all of these particular articles that I'm reading, the editor has an editor note at the front of it, which absolutely makes sense. So listen to this. Editor note, in 2020, we saw a nationwide push to defund the police. While we all stood here shaking our heads wondering if these people were serious, they cut billions of dollars in funding for police officers. As a result, crime has skyrocketed. It absolutely has. All while the same politicians who said, you don't need guns, the government will protect you. Remember that. The government will protect you. Well, call 311 and ask the government if they can protect you. Continued their attack on both our police officers and our Second Amendment rights. And that's exactly why we're launching this national crowdfunding campaign as part of our efforts to help refund the police, which is what they're doing. The police department needs to be refunded, to go back to protect and serve, and not have some psychologist days and weeks later go out there and determine whether a crime was committed and or whether you have justification as a citizen. So this particular article, Man severely injures women in the Chicago Loop. A man stands charged with four felonies in an attack of a 66-year-old terrorist. Terrorist, listen, I'm sorry. Tourist, which occurred one day after he was released from attacking a 60-year-old woman in the same area. So he attacked one person got arrested, was released that same day, and did it again. When Gary Coleman appeared in his misdemeanor bond court, misdemeanor, last Tuesday, he didn't even know his own name, according to the reports. Coleman, 32 years old, had been arrested for punching a 60-year-old woman in the face in the loop. The woman fell, striking her head on the sidewalk, and was knocked unconscious during the, the attack. Uh, 
Despite the severity of the attack, Coleman was only charged with one misdemeanor charge. Coleman was so disoriented that he was unable to identify himself to Judge Arthur Willis. The judge reportedly had to use a mugshot on a police record to just determine that that's the real person. In clear signs of mental illness, Coleman continued disrupting the hearing by shouting nonsense. Judge Willis, known to be a compassionate, ordered Coleman to receive health care in jail and set the bond for $11,000. Look, if you're going to jail, you're not going to get no health care. That's not how it works. Incarceration has nothing to do with health care and your mental illness. You're put in a cell, you're fed like a dog in a conversation. Two days after the sentence, Judge Geraldo Tristan Jr. sentenced Coleman to eight months of conditional discharge for the assault and sent him back on the streets. Coleman received no assistance with his mental illness, you think, and was allowed to return to the loop the following day. As Coleman wondered, at approximately 6.55 p.m., a 66-year-old woman and her daughter were returning from picking up a race pack for the upcoming Chicago Marathon, and he attacked her. This is insanity, people. Insanity. Now, you're going to ask me, okay, so I don't live in Chicago. I, I, I get it. I understand that. But I'm telling you, as long as this administration, as long as the things that are happening in our country are happening within these big cities, it will filter down. Communists, and these leftists will take over any city in this country. And next thing you know, it's in your backyard. Set it before, I'll set it again. Now this is a kind of an interesting story. It's different for sure. Listen to this. A Florida woman allegedly hacks flight systems and clears unsafe aircraft to fly in Melbourne, Florida, after allegedly hacking into computer systems at Melbourne Flight Training, a 26-year-old woman is facing a slew of charges for reportedly altering aircraft records to make unsafe planes as being flightworthy. Investigators say that the alleged hacker was a disgruntled disgruntled. How many times have we heard that before? Former employee of Melbourne Flight Training. On January 12th of 2020, authorities first discovered something was awry when the MTFCO went onto the flight training computer and found numerous things were incorrect. He said that the make, model, and tell number for 12 aircraft have been removed. 
On top of the deleted records, Fallon said that the maintenance problems on some planes have been reported as being cleared, despite them reportedly having not been properly serviced. Fallon also discovered that inspections limitations had been removed. He contacted the software's owner, who informed him that there was no system-wide issues. All flights were stopped until information was restored. So this person actually took over, took over this system and put all this information in to make airplanes not safe to fly. All of a sudden, they're safe to fly. This is the world, this is the world that we're living in. This is incredible. Absolutely incredible. I got another one for you in Hartford, Connecticut. And what can only be described as a shocking conclusion, a Hartford Superior Court jury on Friday found Sissom Trey Adams not guilty of both counts in connection with a 2018 murder of a 16-year-old Enfield High School sophomore, Justin Brady, outraged after man who stabbed high school sophomore to death watched him die, then hid the murder. Can you believe that? 16-year-olds are murdering each other in high school. Where's the police? Oh, can't dial 911. It's not an emergency. Adams had been charged with first-degree murder and manslaughter. This was back in 2018. Now he's 21 years old. 21 years old. How can a 16-year-old get stabbed to death and people do nothing about it? This is Thomas's Thomas, which is Brady's father, explaining that. Brady also said that people have actually stood over Justin and done nothing as life drained from him after Adams stabbed him around midnight on 2018 on Hoover Lane in the suburb of Enfield. However, Adams' defense attorney, which is Christopher D. Parkin, claimed the murder was in self-defense. It could have been. But why, why can we not get the truth in the mainstream media. This is the real stories that help people across this planet, across this country, to understand that we have a problem. We have a massive mental illness in this country. We have tremendous amount of kids that have no foundation of morals and going around just killing whoever they want to kill. That's what this is all about. Now here's the shocking part. The shocking part is to destroy 
a democracy. This is what communists have to do. We have to, as a communist, to get people fighting against each other, separating them in classes, and then when everything goes to crap, then this massive bureaucracy called a government is going to take charge. And they're going to say, help is on the way. This is exactly what's happening. And then once they take charge, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to eliminate a vast number of people that even help them to take charge, including the police officers, including the mayors, including the governors. There are going to be people that supported this government that are going to be eliminated because we don't need you anymore. This is what they did in China. This is what they did in Russia. This is what they did in Cuba. This is what they did in Venezuela. Look, it, it, it makes you think. And I get that. I'm not here to tell you all this bad news. What I am here to tell you is I'm researching this information so I can understand what we're up against. I'm trying to pass this to you so you have the knowledge and the understanding. Communism is in this country. It's not in China. It's not in Russia. Remember the Reagan days when we were like, bring this wall down in Berlin, Germany. There is no more wall. There is no more separation between the free world and communism because it's infiltrated into the free world. They knew that they could not defeat America with war weapons. So they said, we will infiltrate, and they've been doing this for 100 years, infiltrate into this country, into the government, and at some point, which is now, we will stand up and we will make communism and socialism a priority in this country. What can you do? That's the million-dollar question. Local, state, federal. If you know anybody in your life that is a radical Democrat communist, you must face them, and you must do it now. You must give them the same crap that they're giving you. I hate to say this, but you got to hate that ideology. you got to tell them you're wrong, and we're going to replace you. We're going to take you out of the school board seat, the mayor, whatever it is. That's the only way to correct this problem is to get a hold of the education system and, thank God, a lot of the police officers are still with us. But eventually, they're going to 
bring in police officers that have the same communist ideas. Because they will believe that when the government becomes communist, they'll be part of it. But that's not how it works. Once they take control of the country, they determine who is in their house. They determine who becomes the legislators. That's how this works. Support every, support every single police department and individuals that understand that this is a massive issue. I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Share it far and wide. Go to lawenforcementtoday.com and get the information you need to understand from a real law enforcement source so you can be prepared for what's coming down this pipe. This is the gunny. Out.